0: Using crowdfunding to launch new products is very different today than it was even just a few years ago. Today's guest has been through the entire cycle, back when it was relatively easy to generate six figures or more from a launch, through to today where you need to be much more focused and deliberate in your efforts. Whether you're considering crowdfunding as a way to launch a new product or maybe looking for ideas on how to use new products to inject growth into your existing business, you're going to get a lot out of this interview are you looking for new ways to make your sales grow you've tried other podcasts but they don't seem to know harvest the growth potential of your product or service as we share stories and strategies that'll make your competitors nervous now here's the host of the harvest growth podcast john Leclaire. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm really excited to be speaking with Mike Scully. He's the founder of Levergear. This is a really cool line of products. And Mike has, I believe, developed all of these. He'll talk more about that. Certainly done a lot of the development as part of the process. If you go to their website, levergear.com, personally, I love the headline on there. Beautifully crafted tools to tackle everyday life. And That kind of gives you a summary of what the product does. We'll dive into what it is and, and some of the fun stories that Mike's been through and and growing this business over the past several years and, and really learn from him. So Mike, welcome to the show today. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So I, I kind of said what the product does or your tagline at least, but it's not, I didn't say anything about the product itself. So can you tell our audience what is Levergear? You've got a few products, but they're in sure. a similar category. And how'd you come up with the original idea? Sure.
1: Well, uh, Lever Gear is—you know—we make um, small multi-tools that are easy to carry and uh, multifunctional, so you can get more done in your daily life. That's kind of what we strive to do, um, and it's all sort of part of a, a niche called EDC or Everyday Carry, um, and that kind of refers to all of the items that you would you would take with you on a daily basis, either in your pockets or or a wristwatch or in your bag, uh, but the stuff you carry. Uh, to kind of just go about your day and, and do the various tasks that you're doing. So um, it, it has sort of turned into its own uh, niche, its own sort of creature where um, people who are interested in this, um, you know, they'll they'll take pictures of their gear and they'll they'll sort of like lay it out on a table and um, just sort of get into wh- what they're carrying, why they're carrying it. And so that was sort of a uh, that that sort of became our, our niche and our market.
0: And so finding some um, commonly used tools, putting them all on one really small product or device that, that fits in sure. your product. What are, the what sub- are some
1: of other- yeah, our sort of subcategory is, is kind of the multi-tools, um, that just do a lot of different functions because, um, for me personally, I'm, I'm kind of a minimalist, so I don't like to carry a lot of stuff with me, um, which is kind of why the, a lot of the driving force behind our products is making them compact and, and packing a lot of sort of functionality into a very small space. So um, it's still usable, but it's really easy to carry. Um, and in
0: some cases, doesn't require any extra effort to carry it. So, uh, What are some of the most common uses or features, maybe elements of the products? Right. Um, well, we, we sort of have two kind of lines of products
1: that we're going down. One is more of the multi-tool side of things. Um, and I can talk about some of the specific tools we have. Um, And then one is uh, more sort of like electronics um, accessories. Um, And, but basically like on on the multi-tool side of things, um, just sort of like small, um, generally metal tools, uh, you know, that have different features um, and, you know, sort of combine them in unique ways. The other sort of aspect of everyday carry is, um, you know, these are sort of, purposely designed for everyday carry. So they're small and they're, but they also have to kind of look cool and have sort of a sense of style that someone who is going to be using it every day uh, is just sort of like proud to have and, and you know, like enjoys using and really gets a lot of joy out of it. Like, you know, part of having an Apple iPhone or something is the design and the just not, you know, just sort of nice overall feel to it when, you know, a lot of other phones could kind of do the same functions and do the trick, but you want something nice. So Um, We try to kind of uh, blend that functionality with the kind of like design and craftsmanship that that make it a nice product that someone's going to want to use every day.
0: I, I think that's a great way of describing it for these everyday carry items, especially, but I think it's, you know, whatever our listeners businesses might be, the more you can focus on the look and feel of the product, of course, the uses, the quality, the, you know, the main benefits of the products have to work, but on top of that, there is that benefit of just that coolness factor, right? Look and feel because yeah. you're more likely to yeah. use it more often. You're more likely to share it with others, show it off, et cetera, and really grow your business that way. Um, just by having people use it more and, and tell their friends about it. Are there any unique uses that... So you've obviously been playing around with this product for a long time, right? So you've had prototypes, you developed this the, for the original product and many since then. Mm-hmm. Any interesting uses that you found along the way where you're like, man, I'm glad I got my lever gear with me? <laughs> Um, well, yeah,
1: we're always finding new uses for it. Um, our first product that I think you're referring to is that was the tool card. Um, and that was sort of the, the product that launched our business. Um, just for a little background I'm, I'm sort of a mechanical engineer and a, and an industrial designer by background. And so I had been kind of designing products as a consultant for other companies. Um, but I always wanted to do my own little product. So, um, You know, always thinking of ideas that where I could sort of start a company around and I had the idea for the tool card and it was just sort of the the perfect thing at the perfect time to to just jump in and do because it was simple enough that I could kind of design it and get it manufactured and sort of do that on my own. Um, And so that kind of is where we we jumped off. But as far as uses, like kind of unusual things, um, especially, you know, back in the day when we first designed it, we were just running around taking pictures of doing all different kinds of stuff with, with the tool card. But, um, I mean, you know, and, and things that I, I wouldn't think of doing, I mean, it's, it has wrenches and screwdrivers and a little cord cutter, a bottle opener, box opener. So those are kind of our standard, um, tools that are on it and some, and some, you know, rulers and and stuff like that. Um, but, we say there's 40 tools on it, but hundreds of uses. So we've, you know, like what you're actually going to use it for, it could be anything. I mean, I've used it to scrape frost off my windshield. Um, you know, we, we pried a jammed quarter out of a gumball machine with it. We, my wife actually, um, saved a woman who was trapped in a bathroom stall one time (laughs) using her tool cards. So, uh, it was, it was kind of neat just, you know, like our our sort of thing when we first started the company, it was just like any little project would pop up and be like, oh, oh, I got my tool card, you know, I'm ready to go. So um, yeah, the uses are kind of like whatever y- you come across,
0: our tools may be able to help you in some way. So yeah. and you've managed to grow this so not just from uses and a product, but into revenues, right? So this is you know, everyone's goal in in growing a product related business is how do we turn mm-hmm. this into revenues and the business has grown uh quite a bit. You know, next year you're set to hit a million dollars in revenue, which is fantastic. Um, and along the way you've, I'm sure, had a lot of learnings we'll talk about. But let's go rewind a little bit to your original launch. How did you originally launch that first product?
1: Sure. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how our, our company launched is, you know, I had the idea, and this was in 2015 when I when I first kind of decided that we we're gonna we we're gonna do this, but um, Kickstarter was you know, it was a few years old at that point, but it had kind of grown sort of from this sort of very obscure thing that like techies or real early adopters were into, into having sort of a larger audience. And it was, it was, a, it was sort of a great time for Kickstarter because, um, it was a good blend of, you know, there were a lot of people on it and excited about it, but not as many projects being created. So the competition, um, wasn't quite as, as, difficult. Um, so yeah, so we just did a Kickstarter for the tool card and we had a really good launch. We also rolled that into Indiegogo. We raised about a little over a hundred thousand um, dollars, through crowdfundings. So that was enough to kind of get us going and pay for our tooling and, you know, some of our first batch of inventory and, and, and
0: kind of got going from there. And then going forward several years now to today, you know, you mentioned in a quick conversation before this interview, you're in kind of a time of transition. So how is the business now changing as you more from this growing business, you know, that's been working on a lot of things over the years to right. really being focused now on a few things. So what's what's next for you?
1: Yeah, well, just just kind of going into that transition. Um, you know, back in 2016 when we launched or, or 27, the, the first sort of full year of the tool card. Um, e-commerce it was a different ball game and we were kind of new to it but we were having people just rip our kickstarter video and throw it up on youtube and then you know we would just send a product to some uh influencer somewhere and they would do an unboxing video for free and we would just get tons of sales or we would just put some stuff on pinterest and uh and get lots of sales um but every year it gets more and more competitive and a lot you know, harder to, to sort of make it work. So, um, you have to keep continually sort of adjust your strategy and, and kind of go with what's working and try to stay ahead of the curve a little bit. Um, but yeah, as far as an adjustment that we're making now, you know, I kind of, um, I focused on a lot of the wrong things, I think, for the first few years of the the company, I think one, we got fooled a little bit by this early success of the tool card. Um, into thinking we were really going to grow, uh, a lot faster than we ended up growing. Um, and so, you know, I sort of, I hired a a few people to kind of, you know, accelerate that growth and, um, you know, we got an office space and, and, you know, we sort of like had planned for kind of a continued growth, but, um, it was more sort of like, we were getting a little bit better, and things were getting a little bit harder, and so the growth was kind of slow and, and hard to come by. Um, and then we launched a a second product, um, which is called the Bit Vault, and we also launched that on Kickstarter. Um, and at the time, we I was actually trying to launch two very similar products. There was the Bit Vault and the Bit Light, and they were kind of the same thing. It was a it was a waterproof carry case that you could keep hex bits in and turn it into a screwdriver. Um, so it was just a, it was a neat little tool where you could, I mean, you could keep pills and toothpicks and any little small items that you wanted to carry safely, uh, on a day to day basis. Um, but also keep a few hex bits in there. You know, if you, if you were a cyclist or you you had something where you had specific bits that you wanted to have with you, um, you could do that as well and, and turn it into a screwdriver. So, um, that was the Bit Vault, and then the Bit Light added a little flashlight feature to that. So there was a little battery and uh, and some LED flashlights, uh, LED bulbs in there. And that the product development of that was a lot more complicated, probably than we were ready for, and more expensive. And then as we were getting ready to launch, uh, or we launched our Kickstarter with the two products, and then kind of as we were developing it further for ma- from mass production, a lot of sort of very small, very powerful flashlights came out onto the market because the, the led technology had changed and we we're going to be kind of releasing sort of an obsolete flashlight with the bit light. So, um, I tried to sort of re-engineer it to fit the, with a new, um, LEDs, but it was just like our costs were getting out of control, and it was just, it just wasn't going to work. So I actually had to, you know, come back to our Kickstarter backers and be like, "We're not going to be able to launch this product." So you know, we refunded all the backers um, who had backed that Bitlight product, or you know, we gave them the option they could they could switch to the Bit Vault if they wanted. But um, you know, we like Kickstarter is hit or miss. Like if the, if the company can't fulfill a project you can be out of luck, but we didn't want to do that. We wanted, you know, we wanted to make sure anyone that, you know, backed us and supported us got their money back. Um and and, you know, weren't any worse off for back, you know, giving us showing us faith in in, in our company. So um that was a painful experience because it really sort of set us back financially and time-wise. You know, I had sunk a lot of time and energy into developing that. And then now we just have the one product, which was the BitVault, which, which uh, was a good product for us. Um, and I'm actually redesigning that now for next year. Um, but that sort of added to uh, sort of made things more difficult, you know, having to try to to move forward with like sort of being in a hole um, with some debt and that kind of thing. So um, and then, yeah, so we added after that, we added a third product called the cable kit. And that's where we get into the sort of the electronics accessories, um, But just sort of adding these, adding these products and sort of growing uh, that way, growing our offerings, growing our top line sales. Um, but at the same time, things were getting more expensive as, in terms of marketing and um, just sort of every, every aspect of the business each year was sort of getting more expensive and and creeping up on us and, we started to have some manufacturing issues um, with the tool card, and 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 costs were getting higher. So, uh, um, you know, I kind of made a decision at the, at the beginning of the year, or uh, that we really needed to just scale back a little bit and refocus on you know what we're good at, which is coming up with new, cool new products. And then I needed to focus on marketing um, to let the world know about it. Those were sort of the marketing side is something where i have not spent enough attention over the last five years and so i but i you know i realized that's really the most important thing probably of of running a business so um that's our renewed focus it's it's product development and marketing and
0: i'm excited to be creating more new products again lots exciting and i think it's great advice or a great example for businesses really at all levels that that renewed focus is necessary for us right so We may not realize it, we may not be thinking about it, but it's. I would encourage all of our listeners, what in your business could you simplify, could you reduce to help you really focus on what's driving your success? So Mike, as you mentioned, for you, that's new product development, that's sales and marketing. And and those are elements for, frankly, a lot of our listeners, probably, we could always be doing more in, in the marketing space. And I think that is an area that is often forgotten or put aside, especially with Inventors, right? So when you are so good at bringing out new products, developing on them, etc., it's a different animal to to think about how to market that product, that right. business, etc. So it's a good a good area to focus on for sure.
1: Yeah, and the, the marketing side, the sales side is is I mean, really, that's where I should have been focusing. But I kind of was doing all kinds of stuff, and um, you know, going down a lot of different paths. And you know, the more Sort of things you try to focus on, you know, the less of your time goes into what's really important. And for us, um, launching new products, like I said, and, and marketing, and and they they kind of go hand in hand because, you know, when we go through a product launch and we and we come out with something new, that's really boosts our marketing because you know we can then show something new to our audience and our customers and also sort of the influencers in our space. And there's a lot of excitement around it. Um, you know, if influencers are are just trying to pitch a product that's five years old and a lot of people have already seen it, it's, it's, it's not quite as exciting. So we want to get into a, a cycle and a rhythm where we're launching a new product, you know, every, at least two or three a year. Um, and ideally more than that, where, we can just keep that momentum and that excitement kind of ebbing and flowing a few times throughout the year. So,
0: that's a great connection. I think uh, a great nugget to pull out of this interview, in my mind, is that connection between new product development and marketing. It really makes marketing easier when you bring yeah, out new sure. products on a consistent basis. Like you said, it's a, it's more of a story for you to share with your existing audience, but also for influencers or others that you work with outside your business as well. That's a great, great. Yeah. And one,
1: one thing we found, you know, we did a new Kickstarter for our newest product and the, over the summer and we were, we were marketing for the Kickstarter launch and there's like an excitement around It's like, it's almost like, a, you know, get in on this new thing. It's if you're, if you're marketing and you're collecting an email to let them know when the launch is going to happen, um, there's less of a commitment on the on the you know person who's interested in the product because it's more just like oh yeah let me know about the launch you know sure you can you can have my email and and let me know when that's coming um, so the marketing for that and then the build up for that is it's an event it's like this is a special sale that you're only going to get once if you if you join this crowdfunding campaign so um, there's a lot of uh, you know elements of good marketing sort of baked into a product launch, which I think helps a lot as well. You've got scarcity, you've got a, a discount, you've got, um, you know, like uh, the FOMO, I guess, and, and there's a like a limited time. So, uh, it, 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 yeah, like you said, it makes everything easier to market when you've got something new and exciting. Agreed. Yeah. Great
0: point. Well, Mike, are there any resources that have been really helpful to you and your business or your journey along the way?
1: Um, yeah, there, there's, there's, you mean like software type resources? It could be or, like any
0: books or websites or mentors right, right. or conferences that have been helpful to you. Sure.
1: Um, just on the, on the software side, um, we use WooCommerce and and woof or WordPress and WooCommerce, uh, which is a little bit unusual. I think most people are probably on Shopify these days, but, um, for a while, I was struggling to try to find, you know, the plugins and whatever to, to sort of make our store what I wanted it to be with sort of more automated funnels and, and sort of uh, upsells and, and cross-sells and order bumps and that kind of stuff. So we found um, a software called, uh, it was called WooFunnels, but I think they changed the name to Funnel FunnelKit, um, which basically, it's a nice plugin that lets you turn a, a WooCommerce store into um, more of a, a store with funnels and, and more kind of upsells, downsells, all that optionality, um, and some better shopping carts and, and that kind of stuff. And then tie it in with your email marketing. So, uh, for us at WooCommerce, that was, that was kind of a neat discovery for me. So as far as, as, as books and stuff, um, I'm right now I have been binging on, um, uh, the Game Podcast with Alex Hormozzi. I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Hormozzi, but he actually has written two books on marketing. That I, one is called Million Dollar Offers. The other is uh, Million Dollar Leads, and um, they they break down those those um, aspects of marketing and product development in a very just succinct way and i I feel like it's it's very thorough but it's also understandable and it's succinct and he he like lays it out in a framework that makes a lot of sense to me so I, I've been really enjoying that so I would recommend
0: uh those two books to great advice thank you for sharing those well Mike is there anything I didn't ask you that you think would be helpful for our audience
1: um I guess the other thing that you know I didn't touch on is we've got a new I, I mentioned this a little bit. We've got a new product that just launched on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. It's called the Edge XT, and it's a little sort of keychain size multi-tool that has ten different tools built into it. But the, the neat thing is, it's got a retractable uh, little Exacto blade that kind of you can you can you know extend it, use uses the little Exacto knife or whatever you need a knife for. Um, but it's small, it's small and slim, so you can keep it on your keychain or just throw it in a bag. Um, and it's just really easy to carry. And so I'm, I'm very excited about that new product and we actually just, our inventory just shipped. Um, so we should be getting that in early November and we're going to fulfill our Kickstarter orders. And, and then we'll, we'll hopefully we'll have that on Amazon by late November, um, and on our website late November. So, um, that, that's a cool little product that makes a, a great gift, uh, or if you're into tools and then, um, You know, since your audience is kind of focused on business and a lot of entrepreneurs, um, if anyone's looking for uh, corporate gifts for their employees uh, or good customers for the holidays, we've got some
0: neat little products that they might want to check out. So uh, just at levergear.com. That's great, Mike. And you mentioned uh, a discount for audience as well. So if anyone does... Reach out. Yeah. And, so uh, if um if you if you're into we wanted to
1: get some corporate gifts if you saw, saw something you liked on there just send me an email um it's just mike at levergear.com and um you know let me know you're interested in seeing what we have for corporate gifts and mention the podcast and I'll I'll take ten percent off the uh, the the price of those corporate gifts so fantastic and I and, if anyone, your audience. and if anyone just wants to buy um something on the website, they see something they like just for themselves or a Christmas present, you can use Mike S10. Um, When you check out, it'll save you 10%. Awesome.
0: Great line of products, great business. And and thanks for the stories you shared today too. Our audience, please visit levergear.com. We'll put all, all the other information that Mike mentioned. So the corporate gifting discount, et cetera, in the show notes as well. So if you're driving, check it out when you get back to your home or the office. Uh, We can always go to levergear.com to check out Mike's great line of products. Thanks again for joining the show, Mike. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Please visit levergear.com to learn more and be sure to check out our website, harvestgrowth.com to see other episodes we've recorded. And if you'd like to take a shortcut and learn the process that we've used to profitably launch hundreds of products since 2007, you can download our secret sauce, our product marketing campaign cheat sheet, at harvestgrowthsecretsauce.com or you can go to our website harvestgrowth.com and set up an appointment to speak one-on-one with a member of our team to answer any questions you might have.